Hello everyone and welcome to Yala Rocks. I'm your host Tiffany and we have back with us today Rosa Noreen. She's joining us to talk about something I personally have very little confidence in, turning. It's one of those things that I've just managed to avoid studying because of the lack of confidence. See, it happens to me too. It's not that I don't turn when I dance, I just kind of fake it. It works well enough in a restaurant, but when I'm putting a piece together, you'll see a distinct lack of turns. So I'm extra excited to hop into today's episode and to Rose's course in the 2021 bundle, Turn From the Hip. Let's get spinning. Hello, dancers, and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Rosa Noreen is back with us today. Rosa, welcome back to the podcast. I always love chatting with you, and I'm so excited to have you back for another year. Thank you, Tiffany. It's so wonderful to be back with you. Um, So today we are going to talk about turning, which is the focus of your course this year in the bundle, and honestly, something that I struggle with immensely. So get ready for all of the personal questions. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about your background in ballet? Because I know that is going to that's going to play into this a whole lot. So why don't we start there with your background in ballet and kind of how you bring that to your belly dance practice and to the way you teach. Sure. Um, Let me see. I was super serious about ballet as a teenager and then I got injured and it's like a whole story that a lot of people are going to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, still, you know, retain my love for it, but um, it really took a, a back burner and I, I basically took um, a lot of time off from ballet before I could really come back to it without re-injuring myself. Um, and so finding belly dance was just such a revelation to me because it was so different in just about every way. Yeah. <laughs> it was dance, but the goals, the aesthetics, the the like both physical and emotional motivation are so different. It was it was really fun. And also my my one of my early teachers um was also a former ballet dancer and so it was it was a nice thing to kind of share and to be able to have someone who understood that 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 real journey from one thing to another (laughs) it's like a little bridge for you especially like switching dance styles right like coming into something new when you've already done ballet for so long I bet that's a hard transition yeah yeah you're used to feeling competent (laughs) and And then everything is new and you feel like a complete idiot again from the beginning. But that's, you know, that's the process of being a beginner. And it's so important to remember that as a teacher um, and to, to remember that, that process and that feeling and and that, that rediscovery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. The first step at being good at anything is being bad at it. Exactly. Embrace it. Right. So from that perspective, I think, right. I didn't do ballet. I wasn't allowed to take dance as a child. Um, something I look back often on with like, why did my parents do this? However, um, what I find in a lot of us that didn't, you know, take ballet or any other like Western dance styles before we jumped into belly dance is that all of us kind of struggle with the turning because so much of like the modern, you know, the modern aesthetic of belly dance, but also um, a lot of the folkloric styles that are like put on stage. Like once they're brought to the stage, Right. There's lots of these balletic elements to them in the turning, 
in the arabesques, right? In these, these moments. And those of us that don't have the ballet background are suddenly like, oh, wait, how? <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. It's like, okay, just do it. And that's not sufficient. <laughs> well, and, and I also think it's, it, it bothers me a little bit because it's not a Western dance, you know, and yet somehow <laughs> we're expected to have these, these bits and pieces of a Western dance already in our heads to get there. And nobody necessarily takes the time to break it down from the perspective of the dance that those those turns and those moves actually come from, which is why I love you so much because you you like to dive into that. So yes. can you share like what, right? You see me or other dancers <laughs> struggling with this. What are the common things you see tripping people up with the turns and, and kind of bringing the spelletic element into the dance? Sure. A couple of thoughts come to mind. One is the big picture, um, which is to me like getting into and out of a turn. <laughs> How yes. do we do that? And then the other thing is in a turn, um, awareness of how you are placing your weight and how you are transitioning your weight on one foot, like front to back of the foot, side to side of the foot. And that awareness that, that I have grown up with having done ballet from a young age, that is not just a, a natural normal thing to think about. So those two kind of separate but related aspects are two of the big things I see people struggle with. Yeah. And so what would you say, like, so let's break one of those down, uh -huh. right? As someone who's bad at, at turns, I want you to break down all the things, but we'll pick one. <laughs> so for getting into and out of turns, like how, how does that work? You don't just like and I, I don't know. I feel like I start turning and I just end up somewhere else. I don't know that I actually think about it at all. I just go. <laughs> yeah. Knowing um, where you want to end for getting out of a turn, knowing where you want to end, meaning both what direction are you facing and what direction will your energy be going <laughs> at the end of a turn is important. Will you be staying in place? Will you be staying at the same level? Will you be changing your level, you know, bending your knees or going up into releve or, um, or will you be continuing to travel in a direction after you turn? Will you be changing direction using your turn? Um, and so those types of things are, it's important to know your target going into your turn um, in so that you can <laughs> get out of your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you see, um, this is yep. why it's difficult. Yes, yes. It's like all these little links that, that matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean that what you're doing has to be choreographed. But if you're if you're familiar with how your body weight is going to um, carry you and how you want your body weight to carry you um, and what what your options are, then you're able to make those decisions in the moment if you're improvising or if you're choreographing, you get to really fine tune that that particular transition. Do you find that people have like their own stylistic ways of going in and out of turns then? Like, Definitely. Like once you get used to like having this kind of idea of like an end point or an entry point into a turn that people kind of gravitate towards doing it the same way every time yeah the yeah people definitely develop habits and it becomes part of their signature which which you may or may not notice until you really start thinking about it um i remember certain workshops i've taken in the past where um someone's teaching a, a choreography and you start to realize yes this is a thing that they do and then you take multiple workshops with them and you see oh yes this is this is a 
so-and-so choreography. Um, and yeah, yeah, you definitely see transitions that people are comfortable with or transitions that people have developed um, to kind of be their signatures. So there's a ro there is a Rosa turn. There is a Tiffany turn. Yeah, there is a is listener true. turn. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> and if you don't know what that turn is yet, well, you get to go on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So then what are some tips you would have for people ongoing into and out of, because there, even if people have stylistic differences, there must be some things, like you said, of knowing how you're going to end or what you're going to end on. Like, how can people start to be mindful of the certain elements that kind of need to be there all the time? Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. One huge thing is using your core and um being aware of how your rib cage is in where your rib cage is in relation to your hips and your toes where those three points are if you're trying to turn and your chest gets behind your body that's going to pull you off center in a certain way mm -hmm. um and maybe that's something you're going to use but <laughs> maybe that's something that's just going to make you fall over um, so that, that feeling of kind of like lifting your belly muscles up the front of your body and having your ribs come together in the front and being able to use your back muscles to press your rib cage forward so that that doesn't get lost as you turn, which is one of the most common things in both I've seen in ballet and, and belly dance um, that people struggle with is, is the rib cage getting behind you and that accidentally throwing you off. I've, I've experienced that in, um, I took a class with Azad Khan mm. and that was something he was having his lead with the ribs, like out of turns. Mm. And it was so different for me as so, again, as someone who is not good at turns. Like I remember having, that was, had to be the focus. Like I had, that had to be yeah. the one thing I focused on in that class to really like change the way I was going in and out of turns was to pay yeah. attention to my rib cage. So the way you describe it, I, it takes a lot of strength to turn yes then and so yes. like how can people <laughs> right it's one of those things like it takes a lot of strength to do pull-ups but it's never the muscles you think it is that you need to do the turn right because i would think for right. turns you're i would think more lower body but all the muscles you just described are not lower body muscles so can you talk a little <laughs> bit about what are the the main parts of the body that kind of like help in a turn that need the strength and the the power to kind of get you in and out of one both safely and effectively so that you're you're executing the turn with good technique absolutely um we often get kind of distracted not distracted it's important but we focus to exclusion of the rest of our body on what our feet are doing in a turn because that's you know the most obvious focus well and it's you know like if <laughs> you're what coming, we're doing if you're coming uh -huh. out of a turn and into another move it's yes. the people think of turns as footwork they don't yes. think of turns as turns it's like the Precisely. turn is part of the footwork to get you to the place to do the next thing that's right that's right and they're equally important but very often our brains focus on the feet to the exclusion of the rest of the body to the detriment of our turns mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah so focusing on um the connection to the floor with the feet thinking pressing down into the floor instead of lifting up with the heels often gives us actually a more stable connection to the ground even when you're on um, releve yep yep even when you're in releve and in order to go into releve 
pressing down into the floor to me was a huge revelation. Um, and that actually came from a ballet teacher named Finus Zhang, who's one of my favorite, um, favorite teachers generally of, of anything I've, I've taken um, across all genres. Um, he's a, a fabulous um, ballet instructor out of New York City. And he, he learning that from him was, was just a revelation because finding that connection to the floor is important and sending our energy down in order for our bodies to go up um, can make a huge difference in your, your stability and your confidence. So foot muscles, leg muscles, <laughs> hip muscles, the rotators in our hips in, again, in ballet, they're generally referred to as the deep six. There's like six different muscles deep inside our hip joints that help us to rotate the leg bone in the hip joint, like the femur in the hips, having those muscles be stable and strong to support us even if we're not trying to turn out as we like we do in ballet it many of our things in 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 belly dance are done more in a, a parallel stance and we often or maybe never <laughs> focus on those rotator muscles deep inside our hip joints and so that's another hidden spot that really makes a huge difference again in our stability and in our confidence and in protecting our knees mm. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of people struggle with knee problems and there are ways to turn safely and um, your dance teacher may or may not have the tools. You may need to go to someone who's more specialized in, you know, a physical therapy or some other type of discipline. Um, but dance teachers can give us those tools if we're aware of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Feet, legs like calves quads, rotators, all the way up the body into the core, belly muscles, back muscles. So um, you're saying it's your entire body. The whole body. <laughs> Turns are an entire body event. Yes, indeed. <laughs> can't get away from it. Cause then you also have nope. to bring your arms into the turn. Cause you can't just like Correct. turn with the floppy arms. You have to have them extend and, and be part of the movement. That's right. And the floppy arms will also help you lose your balance. <laughs> right? It's yeah. everything. Yep. Yep. It's a full body engagement for sure. <laughs> so then, so my question then becomes like, how do we, we can't pay attention to all the things at once, right? We all, <laughs> we all learned this when we started belly dance, right? When we were, it's true. we were talking about how you, you just can't, you feel you know, some sort of way when you start and you have to focus on the posture and then your teacher wants you to shimmy and also move and then smile, stop looking at the floor. I feel like this is one of those moments where turning is just the footwork where you're ending up all of the, like, you know, keeping engagement through the whole body. What would you say takes priority in all of this? If you have to pick one, someone who's like me, someone who's bad at turns, I'm just going to admit it. Me bad at turns. What would you have me focus on in a turning practice until that part kind of became natural and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. I love what you're saying, building that habit and then yes. having that habit in your body so you can focus on the other things. Yes. yes. Um, to me, one of the first things is really the upper body placement. So mm -hmm. where is your chest in relation to your hips and your toes as you go into the turn and as you come out of the turn, because okay. usually it's like the final third of the turn when we lose that upper body placement. Interesting. Why is, yep. why is that? Do you have any idea? Good question. I, I think, I think, I think turning is, um, 
exciting, right? Like <laughs> we get a little bit of a rush from it. And I think that sometimes whatever that rush or that fear or that excitement is that we get when we're turning um, can overtake our active engagement of our brains, right? With, with, oh, my chest needs to be here. And so that's, to me, one of the most easy things to uh, forget about. And then one of the biggest things that will throw you off balance. <laughs> All right. So think about where you're coming out of the turn and then focus on where your chest is through the process and mm -hmm. then tidy up the rest as you get better at those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Everyone, you heard it later when you're practicing your turns for your choreography, for whatever else you've got going on. Those are your two, your two big staples. <laughs> I would love to hear what other people have to say on this topic too. Oh, I bet everybody has a different way of looking at it, you know, like, because like what we were saying, like everybody has their own style of turning, yep. right. Their own way of going into and out of it. So what would they suggest? It's probably based a lot on their styles. Yes. As yes. well. Like what is Absolutely. the most important part of their turning style? This is, we've, we've uncovered a whole new thing here. Rosa, with this, like we're gonna have to start asking people. Like we're gonna need everybody's turns. We're gonna have to take clips of all these videos, put them next to each other, and start seeing breaking down these different stuff. That would be an yes. excellent project, Rosa. That would be amazing. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things that you mentioned in the description for your course that you're putting in the bundle, um, which is called "Turn from the Hip." is having confidence in your turns. And I actually really love this phrase because again, you're gonna get sick of me saying this, like as someone who's bad at turning, <laughs> I feel like I just kind of fake it. Like I, like I just fake having confidence as I turn. I, like I'm gonna end up over there. And I'm like, I end up over there with a lot of confidence, but like it's, yes. it's shaky and it's not great. And it yeah. doesn't probably look as confident as I pretend that it does on the inside. <laughs> right. So what about that part? What is it about really learning this technique that brings so much confidence to a turn? And what does a confident turn look like as opposed to a non-confident <laughs> turn? To me, a confident turn is one that looks like you are able to get into it and able to get out of it without like you're looking like or feeling like you're going to fall over. Mm -hmm. um, you can look like you're not going to fall over, but you're going, you can feel like, oh, okay, I made it. <laughs> Thank goodness I made that one. <laughs> right? The panic face at the tail end yes. of the turn. Very familiar. Yes. yes, exactly. And that makes it so hard to continue with what you're doing to continue the flow of your dance after you turn. Um, and that's, that's not fun. That's not a fun feeling. Even if it looks smooth, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> like that's, that is not so fun. So yeah, so finding that connection to the floor, um, finding your intention coming out of the turn and figuring out where your feet need to be underneath you, how you need to launch your body, you know, and mm -hmm. then continue to control it as we, <laughs> after the launch, as we turn. <laughs> Those things help us um, feel better about the turn. Yes, I could see that. And I, I love the stability, yes. the stability in the turn, both mental and actual stability. Cause like, <laughs> even if you don't, if you, like you said, if you feel like you're going to fall, even if you don't actually feel like you're going to fall, it's just in your head. Yeah. It still does. It affects the quality of what, what's coming out of it and what's coming next. I wonder if maybe that's, really that's, that's where the last third issue comes in, right? Like the, you start the turn and you're like, yes, but then you lose, that's when you like lose your balance, lose your confidence, like, and then it, bleh, 
that makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah. This There's a fun. lot of adrenaline that happens as we turn, you know, I feel like we, we get that little, little spike, no matter what. Another thought that, that crosses my mind is, is, is the idea of a slow turn versus a fast turn, Ooh, right? Yes. A fast turn requires a lot more control um, and therefore strength and awareness. And a slow turn, we have a little bit more room to catch ourselves, a little bit more room to consider what's happening as we go around. And then building on that, um, if we're coming into this with any type of um, history <laughs> with turning with our knees, with our ankles, many of us have past injuries or things that we have to deal with, or we're afraid of hurting our knees or, you know, and those are legitimate concerns and they <laughs> affect the entire rest of our lives in addition to our dancing. And so those things can sap our confidence, right. Mm -hmm. And, and make us really uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable with turning. Um, if we don't know, if we don't have the tools, right, to yeah. approach it and to build our strength and our stability and our confidence. Absolutely. <laughs> Just yes, the answer, all of that, I can see it. And what I'm interested in too with this is where you're, so you're very well known for your pausing, right? This is something that you you do, you teach delicious pauses. Last year, your course in the bundle was a, a drum solo, like, but with pauses in these these moments. And I'm interested to see, to, to hear how that ties into turning and this fast turn versus a slow turn and where are the pauses and how do those kind of play into all the things that we've talked about so far, because that is, that's your thing, right? Like if we were going to talk about stylistic turns, I'm betting pauses has something to do <laughs> with your turns, whether <laughs> on the entry, on the exit, I bet they're there somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one thing that we do in pausing or one goal of pausing is to help us find like find our own space right and mm -hmm. and find our moment there to actually enjoy what we're doing instead of being all <laughs> frazzled about it um and it's the same it's the same idea with turning um when we're turning we want to have have our moment and be able to enjoy that turn that process um and have this kind of moment of suspension in the turn rather than feeling like you're in the tornado, like the part going around, you want to feel like you're in the eye of it, right? Mm. Where it's a little bit more calm. And so finding, finding our tools, finding our confidence to do that um, is 100% related to the same motivations behind a pause. I can actually see that. Like you, you describe it and I, I'm like, I like thinking back on turns that I've just, and like, yeah, there's always, there is that moment of suspension in the middle where like, yeah, Yes, they might be spinning quickly from one place to another, but there's almost this floating sensation in the middle. You're finding uh, your balance. You're finding that point where you're yeah. not going to fall. <laughs> it's this, it is, it's a, it is a, it's a pause of a different kind yeah. than what we usually talk about. Yeah. And then I also feel like you have those opportunities for the, oh, what do you call them? The pauses that are uh, very different, right? Oh, the anticip anticipatory? Perhaps. Or the it's drawing like, out the musical phrase. <laughs> yes. I think this one is that what one? I'm thinking, like where you're spinning very quickly. Like I'm thinking of like a fast turn that ends in like a slow pause. Yes. Like yes. It, it, it almost continues that floating from the turn into the not turn, even though like it's, there wasn't a pause in the turning. Yes. Yes. That suspension, that suspension as again, as you're coming out of the turn, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like thinking yeah. of you dancing. I'm like picturing past performances of you <laughs> in my mind. And I'm like, oh, I see. I see these moments that you're speaking of um, kind of all tying together here within yeah. this. So for the bundle this year, you are putting together a course called Turn From the Hip. And it, all of this is, is exactly what this course is about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so much more. And so much more. Always. <laughs> We're scratching the surface here. I love it. <laughs> it's, so can you talk a little bit about, um, so you, you mentioned earlier, people who have either used to turning from their ankles or their knees and they have mm -hmm. issues that turning from the hip kind of can resolve a lot of these, like for the turning, maybe not the actual like anatomical issues that you're facing, sure. but yes. <laughs> for making turning more comfortable for you in a practice, can you speak a little bit about why that is and like how this course kind of touches on this and leads people through the process so that we can, we can get a bird's eye view of what, <laughs> what's coming our way? Absolutely. Finding that engagement in, in the hip, in the rotators deep inside the hip is usually a surprise for <laughs> most people who haven't done ballet or something else. And my goal is to use tools that I have learned from my ballet experience to support us in belly dance turns, but not to make our belly dance turns necessarily more balletic. We can be lifted, yes. we can be light and airy, but the aesthetic can still be very different from ballet. The motivation, the you know way that it integrates into the rest of our dancing is very different from ballet and should be very different from ballet unless we're mm -hmm. specifically doing a fusion, right? Um, yeah, so applying these, these tools, using them as tools as opposed to using them as um, you know a, like a, a benchmark for how we want to look um, is an important part of, of this course to me. Um, but engaging our foot muscles. There's so many little foot muscles down there. <laughs> and we're going to find ways to engage them to help support us landing from a turn, mm -hmm. as well as rising up into um, any degree of uh, height that we want to get through the foot. Um, finding our most stable positions with the feet. Engaging our um, leg muscles to help support the knees and not lock the knees, making sure that we're um, kind of hugging all those muscles towards the bones and lifting upwards while pressing down with the toe. So finding these um, moments of like opposition through our muscles and our bones to help us get the most possible support that we can. Um, I think I've forgotten your original question. These are all things that, yeah, so we, <laughs> that go gonna, into the course. <laughs> yeah, so we were going to talk like an overview of like what the course was about and what we did, yeah, what, yeah. We're, what we're doing within it, what you'll be doing within it um, to kind of support all of the things that we've been talking about. So just kind of the course. Yes, yes. So very detailed um, exercises to help us identify the muscles that can help us support our turns and our bodies as we're turning. Yeah. From the hip, not from, from the, the knee. Hip. Precisely. Very important. And then we'll have um, we'll have examples um, of turns that are used in belly dance, <laughs> and we will absolutely touch on the ones that are inspired by ballet, as well as the ones that are much more particular to to Rakshaki. Um, I'm very yeah. interested in this because I you know you see the dance move from home style to the stage to Cairo yeah. to outside of Cairo. And you see it 
there are more and more elements of ballet in there, but what, what parts of that, like, how does it change? Right. Because it's not ballet anymore at that yeah. point. And it's not quite like traditional rock sharky. So right. like, how does it fall in between? I'm very interested in this part of the course and kind of seeing the, the differences play out there and having them shown to me because it's something that's so hard to, to discuss, I think. Yes, yes. I'm really excited to do this, um, to, to build these combinations. Um, so, you know, we'll have, as always, the technique and the drills to help us build those techniques to make them our habits, like you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. so we don't have to think about them as much. And then apply those to um, teach specific types of turns. I'm just going to assume that we're totally new. Yes, please. <laughs> so people who are experienced, I'm sure will learn things from those basics. And they also have the option to, you know, skip ahead to the combo if they're like, I got this. Mm -hmm. um, and then have combos that are like shorter combos that are that can absolutely be chained together if we want them to um but that specifically demonstrate these elements that we're talking about and um help us develop the confidence and the skills and the stability in order to be able to do those and make them look easy <laughs> yeah i i dream of the day that my turns look easy and flawless like yours rosa so i will be all over this course once it's <laughs> released we want them to feel good, right? We want to feel good turning. We want to go into it without fear. So that yes, is <laughs> a big part of my goal here. <laughs> That's fantastic. Rosa, can you tell everyone who is listening where they can find you on the internet? How can they hang out with you on social media? Um, if they're listening far in the future and the bundle is no longer available, where can they find your courses? Where can they check out if this is available to them or anything else on turning? Absolutely. My website is always going to be my hub, rosanoreen.com. And from, pardon me, from there, I will be linking to my courses and everything on social media. I am Rosa Noreen on Facebook. I don't really tweet, but I do have an account because, you know, you got to have an account. Um, but on, um, on Instagram, I'm Rosa Noreen underscore Grace Academy. Nice. <laughs> awesome. And we will link all of that up in the show notes, everyone. So you can check those out there. Rosa, thank you so much for joining us. I have one last question for you before we leave today. Uh, we're trying to bring a little bit of positivity to the past 18 months of the pandemic, wherever we can. Uh, so this year, the question I'm asking everybody is what has been the best dance experience you've had during the pandemic? Oh, wow. I was really resistant to teaching online. The first two weeks I was like, hey, no thanks, I'm not gonna do it. And of course, here we are. 18 months than later. two weeks later, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I've grown to love it. I've grown to absolutely love it. And it is such a joy to be able to regularly see and connect with people who are um, not within driving distance, <laughs> you know, people all over the country, all over the world, and just be able to sort of build a real community beyond um, the people that I get to see, I would otherwise get to see every week. Um, one of my local students mentioned that she felt like she got to know the other people in the class online better than in person, because we're just rushing in and out. But with these online classes, I make a point of having a little prompt at the beginning of class every week where we all share nice. something very direct and, and and simple and that's just been such a such a nice thing so just overall deliberate connection <laughs> that we've that we've all been able to seek out 
Right. And that is something like we, we move through our lives, or at least we used to move through our lives. Right. And if we did connect with somebody, it was a little more chancy. It's the person you ran into at a workshop or that other person you happened to put your bag next to in class. Like it wasn't necessarily this deliberate seeking of friendship and connection and joy. And that is something I, I feel like a lot of us have been doing because we don't, we're not getting it the other way. So we're like, wait a minute, I have to like actually work a little bit to like find my people. Yes, yes, yes. And I miss that. I miss those random connections and those, you know, more casual acquaintances. But um, yeah, but deliberate, deliberate connection has been a thing that I've definitely found a lot of joy in. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that, Rosa. Thank you for coming back to the bundle. This is your fifth year. I think you've been with us every year so far. Um, bundle is the best. I, yay. I love you so much. I'm so glad you come back here. I love you, Tiffany. And, uh, Thank you so much for taking the time. And I, I literally cannot wait to take this class. Like I say that about all the classes because I, that's true, but also like, I'm really bad at turning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so so glad to be able to offer something that you're excited about. I'm so excited. So everybody check out the bundle, check out Rosa's stuff. She is an amazing teacher. And if you're like me and you're just not great at turning, she's going to be an excellent resource (laughs) for you. So thank you so much, Rosa, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. So let me know, am I alone in being bad at turning? Is anybody else super excited for this class? If you want to follow Rosa and check out her challenge that goes along with this podcast, you can do that at thebellydancebundle.com slash 65. Depending on the style of Monat dance that you do, Turning can be a huge part of it, and I personally am super excited to jump in. I'm finally going to be chasing down that gremlin in my head that scares me away from studying turning and give it a swift kick out of my brain. Knowing what we struggle with can be a huge help when you're working on your practices. And one thing that I love about the 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge is that you kind of get to move through a bunch of different areas in your dance and see what feels good, what feels a little more challenging so that after the challenge, you can go back and focus on one of those areas. So if you haven't joined us for the challenge, go ahead and head over. We just started yesterday and we cannot wait to dance with you. We'll see you on Instagram.